Hey, y'all. We are so hyped to be offering this podcast today. Um, we finally got to sit down and chop it up with some incredible artists that we have been tracking, following, and missing just barely for a really long time, the Peace Poets. And we really got to um, sit down and talk with them about the confluence of nerdiness, love of hip-hop, and activism, and all things in between. And uh, also, we have to add a little audio quality disclaimer. We're still figuring out this whole realm and some of our equipment, and because of that, I mistakenly recorded the whole thing in a format that didn't allow the tracks to be individually um, edited. So that is why the sound is a little strange. Apologies, and please bear with us as we're figuring all of this out. Thank you again. Oh yeah, papi, that's Ram 3. Una, dos, tres. I'm here with ABE. Frankie Cuatro. Despierto, Comandante Bustelo. Woo! Y Ramon Tres Leches. Tres Leches! That's gonna be the one though. Oh yo, Clara said to send love to everybody. Speaking of tres leches, the first person who received us, that family, oh. made us the only tres leches. Wow. In this podcast, we've done a good job at doing things sometimes out of order. Mm-hmm. So real quick, I wanted to ask if we could go around and you guys introduce yourselves. Because I'm gonna edit it later. <laughs> Peace, y'all. This is A-B-E. My name is Davidica Little Spotted Horse. I'm a Glala Lakota from the Pine Ridge Reservation and a musician. Peace, family. This is Frankie Four. Peace, family. This is Luaya. Peace, family. This is Ram Three, MC, storyteller, all-around problem. <laughs> Peace, y'all. This is the last MC, rapping for the Peace Poets. And I wanted to ask if y'all, would you be willing to do a piece for us? Definitely. Yeah. From the Bronx to the Bay, you know we're not playing, we're stamping out hate. Right on time, it's that good black magic, you know we be about it, singing Black Lives Matter. Right on time, from the Bronx to the Bay, you know we're not playing, we're stamping out hate. Right on time, it's that good black magic, you know we be about it, singing Black Lives Matter. Right on time. Um, but no, we're, uh, we've been talking to a lot of different people and we're especially talking to people that are like some people that are, you know, connected to movement in different ways, mm-hmm. but also more importantly, people that are involved in like creative movements with one another, mm-hmm. people that are kind of in, you know, semi intense to incredibly intense relationships. And, uh, you guys, <laughs> peace poets and we got, yeah. are on the road here. Um, that can be intense and you also work in social movements, which can also be intense. Mm-hmm. And so how y'all doing right now? Damn, well, first of all, we are in definitely on the incredibly intense lo- spect- lo- like side of the spectrum in terms of relationships and creative relationships uh, in a good, good way, you know? And so out here on the road, I feel like we've been so blessed by intense experiences. And one of the things that I just want to raise up, what keeps me grounded is watching my brothers rise to the occasion. So no matter how tight I, I am, because they got that one seat on the car and I got the other one, when I see them step up to the mic and bless it, I'm like, damn, that's my bro right there. And then they just made me proud and reminded me why I'm alive, why I'm walking this walk. Word, and recently in, the, in this like tour, 
we've been blessed to be with Davidica. Mm -hmm. And just being with an artist and a warrior and an activist uh, like her keeps us grounded. That's you know, right. Yeah. Deep and spiritual way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, one of the things that I think even drew us all to each other even before we met was the fact that you all are doing, you know, creating music as a tool for social movements and, and really treating it seriously and taking that, that role seriously that you're, these are tools you all are creating and passing on to folks in movements. Could y'all say just a little bit about that? Like when, when you, at what point did you figure out that that was actually a role that was different than just performing and getting people to cheer for you? Mm. Where, yeah, so this crazy thing happened where we were working with homeless folks, community organizers and, and housing activists. And some folks came in and they were like, you know what, it was the middle of the housing crisis. Mm. And they said, we cannot sit here while more people lose their homes to these banks were the same ones who put us in this crisis and they, while they're being bailed out to the government. We're like, we're going to interrupt these auctions. Mm -hmm. And I was in this organizing meeting that night when we decided to interrupt it and I said, I got a song. So a week later in the middle of Brooklyn Supreme Court and everybody in their suit and tie about to sell a home out to the bank, all of a sudden uh, they started that auction and you heard, listen auctioneer, all the people here we're asking you to hold all the sales right now. We're going to survive, but we don't know how. Listen, auctioneer. And the courtroom all of a sudden is full of beautiful music and people start harmonizing. And we don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to tackle us and throw <laughs> us out? And they just stood there still. And there was something about the mournful tone of that that spoke to people uh, all over the country. So that was filmed and shared. And all of a sudden, people started using that song to interrupt foreclosure auctions all over the country. And it was this moment of realizing for us that actually beautiful music that is accessible, learnable, teachable, shareable, Preach and it. connected to a powerful direct action is something that can spread like wildfire. And we're people who believe in the power of action, right? Who believe in the power yeah. of nonviolent, you know, di direct action. And so when that happened, we were like, okay, all right. Now all of a sudden that, that formula of giving to someone uh, a community, something beautiful and powerful to sing that actually really resonates with their message uh, and is connected to action is something that we want to continue to do. And so that was just the very beginning of a long story of doing that. So it's kind of like a superpower. <laughs> it's kind of yes. like uncovering some like long lost technology that our ancestors and elders used and we're recovering it, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was talking to France right mm -hmm. now who is wearing a Flash t-shirt, yes. he was telling me that you all are actually all quite nerdy. <laughs> and, and, and that's not a surprise, this is right? This I'm not, I'm not trying to out anybody, but like, like, we Truth are nerds story. as well. Facts. We're nerds as well. Um, and I think a lot of times people sleep on how hip hop and nerddom are really linked. Mm -hmm. But I got a question for y'all. If you are a super team, which one would the Peace Poets most likely be? In what universe? No, no, I'm not going to give that to you. Oh. No, 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 no. You, you all will have to choose that. Just don't pick a whack universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pressure's on. Well, I mean, go with your heart first. Whatever universe that was you thought of. Yeah, that don't oh, no, let me universe shame you. Uh, we start off. I know you got rolling decks. Cool. 
it's a actually so like my heart always uh, there's a there's a symmetry to the asymmetry of the squad. There are five of us, mm-hmm. and you know Voltron is the first that jumps in the right hand. I was like, and then there's a really like you know specific uh, uh, personality squ- like thing, and then there's shifting in that. Mm-hmm. Every part is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every part yeah. plays a part. Mm-hmm. The leader is only the leader because the leader uh, relinquishes leadership mm-hmm. type thing. It was like right. so. So I'm gonna stick with yeah. Voltron, and on the back end I'm gonna be like. You know, X Force, because we come in to handle business. X Force. <laughs> I got to echo Voltron. I, I honestly have witnessed the use of <laughs> the Voltron like at least three times during this uh, trip in these last two weeks. We like walk into the room. Actually, I think it was like yesterday. We walked into the room and we're like, whoa, Voltron. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that one. All right. Is, is that consensus? Voltron? Yeah, I, I would have to echo that too. Yeah, yeah. Voltron. If not like the the first school of the X Men, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And they shit together. Yes. First class. <laughs> like figured it out, mm-hmm. but we kind of rolling anyway. We got like uniforms, but y'all know we got Yeah. <laughs> but like, so, but with that in common, like, how far back do you all go? Like, what, what is what is the connection? What what brings y'all together? Yeah. So uh, I met A B E. This is Frankie Four. I'm at ABE back uh, in kindergarten. Uh, our <laughs> older sisters. <laughs> that was the beginning. Uh, so we met, zero. we met uh, at three years old. Anna grew up and um, mm-hmm. met Emmanuel, uh, last MC, in uh, in grade school and Ram Three in high school. And then um, last MC and Luaya met in uh, college. Mm-hmm. Squad form. Yes. And I'll form. Oh, you're the one. Like, no! I was going to ask you which one of you is the one who yells that. But. Oh, I just do it because I, I, I like the, the. It's dope. It's dope. It's, it's, it's totally dope. So, but when is what is the sword for y'all? Because you know, like Voltron, the lions are pretty functional by mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voltron is really powerful combined, mm-hmm. but the sword comes out at the serious times. What is the sword for the people? When peace I pose? say people, y'all say power, people, power, power people, power. That's what it is. That's it right there. It's literally that moment of that, that synchronicity, that mm-hmm. ego fall away. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the sword is like, the, the, like the, getting the ego off, mm-hmm. egos away. Sword and the sword is ours. No ego, it's just work to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the sword only comes from collective power. Exactly. Yes, sir. So, man, yeah, it's no like as as y'all being peace posed. It's no surprise that your metaphors are on point. <laughs> 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 they work on on many many levels. Um, but how, how was the show last night? What, what was it like uh, rocking Colorado for the first time? Mm. What was the reception like? Mm. How was it different? How was it the same? Mm. Uh, the reception was very... This is Ram 3. Yeah. The reception was really warm. Uh, these are folks who already had a culture of meeting and sharing hearts and sharing stories. So it was literally kind of like just, you know, adding a little more water to the water that was already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks were awesome. They were really nice and accommodating on all it wasn't just like they came through because we were dope performers and they wanted to see us it was giving us silverware <laughs> making sure we had water uh you know a little brew they're like hey hey guys everyone made us feel really good really comfortable very homely very familial and i just want to echo uh that sentiment but with your event uh no enemies mm-hmm. um definitely feeling like we, we it's like when you go to church mm-hmm. you know uh, when you go to like your home church away from home mm-hmm. uh and so yeah just being in that community when y'all opened up the space invited us to sing um us being like one of i guess 
sometimes one of the only people who ask other people to sing. Mm-hmm. That was like really resonating for us. I was yeah. like, yes. Um, and then the, vi- yeah. the the way that uh, Laura opened up the space with the visuals and tying in the music with the message of direct action and and making a change in whatever way you're possible uh, was really powerful. And then just I appreciated the MC and so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it was dope. It's always striking to see how how much a room can change because in the beginning of that of that night, which mm-hmm. this is often always the case, where it's like we're about to start. The lights are on. It's all bright. Like we're in, you know, the church. Just, it doesn't feel like a show. The lighting isn't right. like set up to be mood lighting, you know. Mm-mm. And you know, it's like there there was more space in the room than there were people in the room. And so I had this feeling of like, oh man, like I hope these guys aren't like, ah, oh, what is this? Like, <laughs> and then to feel like bit by bit how like you have visuals, some guitar. We started to sing. We all got up, moved around, sang a little bit more, and then y'all like, like did like took it all the way to that final level of like. Um, where the room felt completely different at the mm. end of the night. And it's funny because even though that's what we do, mm. every time it kind of surprises me. Every time I'm like, oh, wow. Right. That really is possible to like change that's right. how yeah. it feels completely. Mm. Um, yes. y'all can, that, that's part of what you're bring, y'all, you and we and, and folks that kind of see this power of song, I think are trying to bring to, to protests in the street is that like, it could be really different just standing there with someone you don't know mm-hmm. trying to come up with some chant to do together versus like having a song and being led through a song mm. That's right. can y'all think of moments that were especially like powerful that you've experienced in tandem working with the movement mm. wow yeah absolutely I'm so grateful for that uh, the way in which the same transformation I love that you just pointed that out because it's a disconnect for a lot of us is that the way that we transform spaces in shows in, in musical venues and we think the protest is different uh, and yet we've experienced that same transformation and that's helped us to be so hype about doing it so I'm thinking of a specific moment uh, after the the non-indictment came back in Mr. Garner's case in New York City and thousands of people took the streets and there was this uh, community of people that just a bunch of different organizers from around the city they did this uh they were like no matter what the result of this case is we know that they're we're not getting justice mm. for mr garner's murder and so we were planned we planned a direct action to shut down the bridge and similarly in the organizing meeting you know what we offered a song and folks said yeah that's the song that we want to sing and so uh we we took the streets that night and the way that in my, you know, many, in many, many years, I've never seen New Yorkers take the streets. Thousands of people, almost every bridge and highway covered with people. Uh, we, you know, the, finally, we kind of jumped over the median and on the bridge and, 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 and blocked the Manhattan Bridge and grabbed each other's arms and didn't let go, you know, and, uh, you know, that made them pull us as tight as possible. And all of a sudden, we're in this conflict with the police. We got coffins laid out in front of us with, you know, family members' names on it. And uh, the song on our lips that night, uh, you know, it was something that I think we needed to sing, and it, it was it was like this. I still hear my brother crying, I can't breathe. So now I'm in this struggle singing, I can't leave. We calling out the violence of these racist police. And we ain't gonna stop till our people are free. We ain't gonna stop till our people are free. And that night when we when we sang that song, uh, 
the you spoke to the transformation that occurs when we have a song to sing and I couldn't imagine feeling more connected and more grounded while doing civil disobedience with a group of people uh, than the way in which that song carried us that night. And there was our family, we have friends, other organizers outside the bus as we were getting hauled into the police van, you know, just just rocking it with us. We were still singing it, they singing it outside. Mm-hmm. It's our song was so much bigger than those cops' megaphone. Mm-hmm. Our song was so much bigger in that moment than the, the racist system because it connected us. And, that, and I think that that truth of our connection is the most powerful uh, foundation for our rebellion. Mm-hmm. So along those lines, something that we've been exploring a lot is using the different arts as technology. Mm. Um, because sometimes we're still going into spaces where we'll feel a little bit of resistance, mm. where people will be like, well, those are the songs that used to be sung, or like, that didn't work, or there's lots of things problematic about our history that invalidate certain artistic expressions throughout mm. time. And, um, and in some ways, it's actually turned people against uh, the very traditions that we created. Mm. Um, but along those lines, we, we try to use music as technology. And we're like, okay, we can borrow tactics from this movement, but we're not using all of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. like the United Farm Workers, they sang. Mm-hmm. Like the Southern Freedom Movement, they sang, mm-hmm. but they did it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So um, I, want, I want to talk to you all, like, as, as far as like thinking as MCs, as poets, as musicians, as song leaders, mm-hmm. what, is, what is the framework of thinking of music as technology mm-hmm. bring up in your mind? And what does it do? Because technology is always like, it mm. solves problems. Right. So what is music or the arts as technology? What, is that, what does that bring up for y'all? Mm. Whoa. I think of bleeding edge solutions. Mm. Uh, there's an organic creativity to musicianship, to wordsmithing, to word crafting, where uh, there are experiences in your life using your craft that lead to aha moments. Mm. Uh, so Luke had an aha moment, and that aha moment was the result of a bunch of work that he did organically that then culminated into an aha moment. And that aha is the, that's where it becomes technology. Mm. Prior to then, it's just like what you did. Ah. <laughs> then it becomes this, uh, when it hits uh, the tipping point, so to speak, and has a critical effect on a critical mass, mm. then you then it becomes uh, technology. I played video games my whole life, and I'm what was it? I was I wasn't into my late twenties before I realized that I could teach that as a critical thinking tool. Mm-hmm. Then it became for me. It was just something to do. Then it became technology. Yes. Because then I found these different ways to use it to reach critical mass with different mm. people. So that's where my mind goes immediately. Yeah. I think uh, humanizing and harmonizing. Um, there's been countless times during actions where different songs have been used for different reasons as far as for escalation mm. and de-escalation. So singing a song and seeing the mass of uh, people out there uh, hold their arms tighter or gaze into each other's eyes a little bit differently because of that song or feel that uh, solidarity within each other in that space, um, that's like vibration. And that has a physical effect on the space, um, not to mention on whoever is listening to it as well. Uh, the people around it, the people in the front and the people who ain't moved yet, um, <laughs> as well as those who are uh, on the side of the system that perhaps maybe that's planting a seed. Mm. You know, I don't want to get too poetic about, <laughs> you know, changing hearts, but but that's a human being as well. And so uh, we believe in that power of, of humanizing and harmonizing through music. I want to let's go exactly with that because um, sometimes I think people need to hear what we're talking about specifically with this with like sharing this technology. Mm. What is the difference when your opposition hears a song as opposed to a chant? Mm. What do y'all mm-hmm. think? 
they ain't got no walls for that. Mm. <laughs> I was like, the, when you introduce, it's like that adaptation. When you introduce, uh, you introduce something, you something to stimulate, stimulate something, it becomes used to that stimulus. Mm -hmm. You bring something new to the table, and no one's ready. There's no way to adapt. You have to be affected. Mm -hmm. I was like, and uh, even with me, where it was like hearing, I was just like, chance. I'm like, ah, I had many of my folks from Mississippi and from Chicago talk to talk, talk me about, okay, cause we don't do chance no more. That's not, mm -hmm. that, that, that's dumb. That's stupid. That's ineffective. Mm -hmm. And that bled into me. So I was resistant to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, what, what is a song literally, but a melodic chant? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's the same thing. It's, it's old medicine, new way, mm -hmm. which if that ain't technology, I don't know what is, yeah. but, but, uh, Nobody's just people weren't ready for that. No. People were not ready. For, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> crying. You know, like people were not ready for that as a as an antidote to the militarization that was in front of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've seen countless officers shed a tear and have to drop out of formation mm -hmm. and switch out because they know, oh wow, I am compromised. Mm. My position is compromised, and so. Boom. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the most basic tactics is to strike where the armor isn't, mm. right? And right. they are absolutely, they're, they're decked out, they're ready for a fist. That's right. But they're not ready for a true plea of mourning. And mm -hmm. something that I found, like one of the great modern myths is mm. that we're not animals. Yeah. Mm. But like the fact is, like we are pack animals. Mm -hmm. And we, we, that's why we got along with wolves, that's why dogs are still like right. with us. Like we've developed with them. But mm -hmm. as such, that also means that we're connected. Mm -hmm. So when. Yes. When 500 of us speak in the same voice and say the same thing, we can't help but be affected mm -hmm. as, as pack animals. Mm. And so I, one of the things that Jamie and I have found also is that it gives teeth to nonviolence because it's mm. a nonviolent display of power. Exactly. And people, I feel like, and I guess I'm soapboxing a little bit, but I feel like when we get out into the streets, the proper pedagogy is that all of our protests need to be a powerful experience mm -hmm. in order for people to keep on coming. Exactly. And singing mm -hmm. also gives you something to do mm -hmm. so like if we're giving somebody hmm. people something to do they feel like it's powerful it feels like it's most likely that they'll come back hmm. but so that's one of the arts it, it kind of feels like i don't know if y'all ever watch gummy bears but way <laughs> back in the day remember like they're, they're part of like the there's this ancient technology mm. of this fallen empire that they only have pieces of yeah. and i feel like singing is one of them but i'm yeah. wondering what are the other ones that we're not using yeah like what are some of these other arts yeah. that are connect us that empower us that make us mm. feel potent Mm -hmm. um, and so, I, I mean, I wonder about how do we incorporate dance? Mm -hmm. totally. Like, well, how are we not using the visual arts? Mm -hmm. Definitely. All of those things. Right. And Davidic, I wanted to ask, because we're, there's a, in our No Enemies project, there's a big sense of like, we're trying to recover, we're trying to reclaim, we're trying to like reach back, look back. Um, and there's a feeling of like, th something was shattered, something's disconnected. Uh, you're a musician. How do you draw upon your history your people for the strength that you put into your music and how how connected have you felt to music as a tool um, when you're growing up well i think all indigenous people music is your first language mm -hmm. even as a lakota person in our traditional way when we when the children are babies the first thing we're taught to soothe them is humming mm -hmm. right so we hum to them and the first um songs we teach them are songs about who they are you know, there's one song, and it's really pretty simple, but it's it's called Inkpata. And the main words is, here I am. Mm. I'm a little baby. I'm growing up. You're going to teach me. Mm. Right? So um, music is just always intertwined. But I think everyday life and in this society, we're taught to pay attention to 
more supposed rational things but music is what is our instinct that we reach back to to be able to express ourselves emotionally even if we're just listening even if we're not writing even if we're not creating we hear another person's song and another person's journey and another person's experience and instinctually that touches us and it helps us to express ourselves mm-hmm. no matter how it goes you know if it's a, like i said visually verbally uh, physically however you decide to do that and i think in my music career i realized that uh music wakes people up mm. to things that they forgot about mm. and because it's instinctual that's generational and we always forget that no matter what we have our ancestors in our blood and that instinct has been passed on to us we just have to really be aware of it and accept it and i think music helps us to accept that that's why it's easier to do a song than mm. a chant because mm. a chant is something we're trying to um i guess aggressively push out mm. when a song is just us expressing whatever's inside already mm. if that makes there's, sense there's such a full spectrum of ways the songs can be used and it, it feels like we're um in you know 2017 in the U.S. we're taught that like there's actually one way that a song lives. It's an MP3 <laughs> and you sell it. Right. Uh, and it goes somewhere on a chart. Yeah. But what I love about um, it, what y'all do is that your songs span that. And in a way like if if, if y'all had, you know, our song, our hit was Handlebars, right? Mm. But your hit was I Can Hear My Brother Saying I Can't Breathe. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that song mm-hmm. was one that a lot of people probably know because it went through movements, it went through social media, you know, Samuel L. Jackson sang it at one point, right? And mm. and that is a very interesting nexus of being like this movement song that then actually kind of trafficked around the country and mm-hmm. met other folks and other movements. What was that like to have that song kind of go viral? <laughs> yeah, at that time, uh, one of the things that we, we had this really powerful connection with all the other people who were doing direct action. And so that song was used to shut down, they were shutting down the Oakland Police Department. You know, it was used with people who were taking over space in the Mall of America to say, now we're not actually gonna be signing in the face of white supremacy and police murder. We're not, we're just not gonna be signing. And, the, and, and so for us, it was to continue to just say this song, uh, sing it because, and, and take action. Mm-hmm. Uh, sing it because if it's just a song on our lips that, that you know, or a song that passes through, uh, the radio, then it's not a threat to the system that's killing people with impunity. And so there was uh, the most important part of that moment with that song was to connect it to action. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why it was such a beautiful model for so many other artists that you, if you really love the song, release it, yeah. release it to the world in a way that it can be useful and that the song is bigger than any one of us. Right. Whatever role we played in creating it, the song is actually there for a reason. It has a, it has a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask if y'all, would you be willing to do a piece for us? Definitely. I have not come here alone. I carry my people in my bones. I have not come here alone. And if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Let's speed that up. Let's go. Uh. I have not, have not come here alone. No, 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 no. I carry my people in my bones. I have not, have not come here alone. And if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Right. 
I'm not alone like our people at a graduation They call your name, you hear the gordo, it's a celebration Rooted in culture, traditions of libation The stolen black gold, spread through many nations So many iterations, we are the variations But at large, we don't understand the situation Love is simple, but we're caught up in the complications I am not alone, I feel myself in your vibration Showing up loud with my grandmother's voice And coming through calm with my old man's poise In case you're wondering who making all the noise I'm coming with the hood who taught me Kian Soy I'm from a long line of activistas Breaking down the borders of imperialistas And we don't die, we multiply We a million more times than meets the eye Come here alone, no, 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 no I carry my people in my bones I have not, have not come here alone and if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Right. Yeah. I am never alone. Mississippi's in my bones. Hard work, sweat drip hits the ground. Life's never fair then. I could tell you now. They never knew our worth. Jury in the lost and found. Worth my weight in gold. Be the sweat could make a crown. Got money on my mind, but family over everything. I'm looking up when the chips is looking down. Work songs lift us up when the world is beating down. Indiana, Africa, South Bronx in the building. Not a walk about to rock with water. Water protect us healing. Our bodies on the line. Life and liberty risking shutting all borders down. Till we end all dominion. Can't waste another minute. Blood spilled by the billions. Village resisting, prison fast and sitting. Uh -huh. Beautiful children, victims of police killings. Yeah, I got a light so we can walk in the vision. Right, I sit back and reflect on Che Guevara, Malcolm Martin, and Freddie D. UEP in and the side. Nelson Jesus, Muhammad Gandhi, a soldier of the truth. And all the mamas and the papas out here steady raising on you. We plant seeds because we know of our roots. With our hands in the land till we bearing this fruit. I thought Bay calling out, telling us we, we were right. I look deep in your eyes and realize I, I am not. I have not come here alone, no, 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 carry my people in my bones. Come on now. I have not, have not come here alone, and if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. And if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Sing it one more time. If you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Woo! Thank y'all so much. Hey, thank you all yo. so much. Yeah, thank you. I know you got a, an airplane to catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Appreciate that, that question about the, the chant versus the song is like mm -hmm. what I always think about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like I always, like the best way to, to grasp it is to like feel it, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? The whole difference is like people are so used to a chant. They're like, oh yeah, I know that. It's like, but what if you want to feel this? You yeah. Know? And then you, you gotta like invite people to sing. You know, that's just like, it's magic. You know what it I mean? At the end of the day, totally it's magic. magic. Like it's like the only the best way to describe it. So if you all want to know more about the work of the Peace Poets, the link to more of their works will be in the description. And um, we're also very much hoping that the conversation that you just heard will lead to many more collaborations between peace poets, flow bots, and no enemies. Thank you again for listening.